0: Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. ...horses and family pets and each other. And, unbelievably, they sometimes shot themselves, perhaps in a psychotic episode where they mistook themselves for dinner. It was a wise person who knew that some hunters, not all but some, found it challenging to distinguish a pine from a partridge from a person. Clara wondered what had become of Jane. She was rarely late, so she could easily be forgiven. Clara found it easy to forgive most things in most people. Too easy, her husband Peter often warned. But Clara had her own little secret. She didn't really let go of everything. Most things, yes, but some she secretly held and hugged, and would visit in moments when she needed to be comforted by the unkindness of others. Croissant crumbs had tumbled on top of the Montreal Gazette left at her table. Between flakes, Clara scanned the headlines: Parti Quebecois vows to hold sovereignty referendum, drug bust in townships, hikers lost in Tremblant Park. Clara lifted her eyes from the Morrows' headlines. She and Peter had long since stopped subscribing to the Montreal papers. Ignorance really was bliss. "'They preferred the local Williamsburg County news, "'where they could read about Wayne's cow "'or Gillaine's visiting grandchildren, "'or a quilt being auctioned for the seniors' home. "'Every now and then Clara wondered if they were copping out, "'running away from reality and responsibility. "'Then she realized she didn't care. "'Besides, she learned everything she really needed "'to survive right here at Olivier's Bistro, "'in the heart of Three Pines. "'You're a million miles away.' came the familiar and well-loved voice. There was Jane, out of breath and smiling, her laugh-lined face pink from the autumn chill and the brisk trot from her cottage across the village green. "'Sorry I'm late,' she whispered into Clara's ear, as the two hugged, one tiny, plump and breathless, the other thirty years younger, slim, and still vibrating from the caffeine high. "'You're trembling,' said Jane, sitting down and ordering her own cafe au lait. "'I didn't know you cared so much.' Filthy old hag, laughed Clara. I was this morning, that's for sure. Did you hear what happened? No, what happened? Clara leaned forward, eager for the news. She and Peter had been in Montreal buying canvases and acrylics for their work. Both were artists, Peter a success. Clara, as yet, was undiscovered, and, most of her friends secretly felt, was likely to remain that way if she persisted in her unfathomable works. "'Clara had to admit her series of warrior uteruses were mostly lost on the buying public, "'though her household items with bouffant hair and huge feet had enjoyed a certain success. "'She'd sold one. "'The rest, roughly fifty of them, were in their basement, "'which looked a lot like Walt Disney's workshop. "'No,' whispered Clara a few minutes later, genuinely shocked. "'In the twenty-five years she'd lived in Three Pines, she'd never, ever heard of a crime.' The only reason doors were locked was to prevent neighbors from dropping off baskets of zucchini at harvest time. True, as the Gazette headline made clear, there was another crop that equaled zucchini in scope, marijuana, but those not involved tried to turn a blind eye. Beyond that, there was no crime, no break-ins, no vandalism, no assaults. There weren't even any police in Three Pines." Every now and then Robert Lemieux with the local Sirte would drive around the commons just to show the colours, but there was no need. Until that morning. Could it have been a joke? Clara struggled with the ugly image Jane had painted. No, it was no joke, said Jane, remembering. One of the boys laughed. It was kind of familiar now that I think of it. Not a funny laugh. Jane turned her clear blue eyes on Clara, eyes full of wonderment. It was a sound I'd heard as a teacher. Not often, thank God. It's the sound boys make when they're hurting something and enjoying it. Jane shivered at the recollection and pulled her cardigan around her. An ugly sound. I'm glad you weren't there. She said this just as Clara reached across the round dark wood table and held Jane's cold, tiny hand and wished with all her heart she had been there instead of Jane. "'They were just kids, you say? "'They wore ski masks, so it was hard to tell, "'but I think I recognized them. "'Who were they? "'Philippe Croft, Gus Hennessy, and Claude Lapierre.' "'Jane whispered the names, looking around to make sure no one could overhear. "'Are you sure?' clara knew all three boys they weren't exactly the boy scout types but neither were they the sort to do this